In today's show, let's look at the NBA trade deadline, going through the Eastern Conference players who might be traded. Maybe there's some stash options in there as well. Maybe Michael Bolton's here. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. As I said, thank one. Well, actually not as I said, I'm going to say it now. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Trade deadline's a week away, basically a week away. And what I'm going to do here in today's show, tomorrow we're going to do the Western Conference, is go through the Eastern Conference teams, have a look at a player most likely to be traded. Don't know, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, of course. And maybe where some value could lie in that team in terms of stashes. Now, yeah, for the sake of this exercise, I generally have to pick one person. Some teams, there might be three guys. Some teams, there might be literally nobody. And in general, reading too much into trade rumors and making all your fantasy moves based on that including based on what I say in this show, will lead you to failure. And I know that's about, hey, you're going to say, why would I bother listening to this dickhead? Hey, maybe we'll just make it fun. But there's so many rumors out there that are false, that have no chance of coming true, and you might make moves and stashes based on these things where in general, the trades that come, they come out of nowhere. And they're not things that we've ever heard before. And you have to just be nimble on your feet when those things happen or on your fingertips to be more accurate. So while this is a bit of fun, we can talk about this and how it might happen. Yeah, in general, making multiple stashes of all these guys and the hope that this happens. It just, in general, you might hit one and you'll always remember that one that you hit and you forget about the other 20 that you miss. And it leads to that cognitive bias in our head that we've always got a stash, we've always got a stash. Because in the end, it just ends up burning you so much of the time. But after that absolutely enthralling intro, let's look at the Atlanta Hawks. Who's the most likely player to be traded? In my opinion, it is the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! I could have chucked Johnny Collins in there as well. Um, but I'm not putting Gallinari there. You know, Collins, they're, they're a team that wants to push back into the playoffs and push higher up the standings. And while Collins is frustrated with this team, I think we're all well aware of that, and he's not being optimized there. Just because he's not optimized doesn't mean that they're going to give him away. And who are they getting back that's any better or helping them more this year? I don't know who that who that player is going to be. So I think Gallinari is just a guy that they can clear out. Maybe get some other players in there, help their wing rotation a little bit, more minutes for DeAndre Hunter, push a little bit more, maybe see what Kevin Knox can do, maybe see what Jalen Johnson can do. Um, and that's, that's sort of what that can do. Save them a little bit of money next year. He's got a partial guarantee on his deal, Gallinari. And maybe push there. But yeah, I don't think you're going to see Bogdanovich move. That, that is a possibility. Yeah, Herder won't. He can't be really. Uh, Hunter won't be moved. You know, Capella can't be moved. Uh, Kongwu is not going to be moved, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I see that. A stash option. This is really for deeper leagues. If Gallinari is moved, maybe Jalen Johnson can slide in as the backup four and get 18 minutes a night for the rest of the season. I, I guess that's a possibility. I could throw a Kongwu in there as a stash option as well. 
Um, if somehow he takes the starting job outright off Capella, I don't even mind grabbing a Kongwu now because if it's a 24-24 split, which I don't think it will remain that way, I think it'll go to like 26-22, 27-21 maybe. Um, but if it is 24-24, Kongwu does have 12-team value. But yeah, he's a guy that you can probably grab now and actually get value out of a Kongwu rather than being a stash that you have to wait for the trade deadline to come to fruition. The Boston Celtics. The most likely player to be traded is, I think, Dennis Schroeder. Um, at this point, he's just a backup point guard to Marcus Smart. Like, so he's got no 12-team value at all. He hasn't had 12-team value for a few weeks now, ever since Marcus Smart returned. That value went. We've talked about that ad nauseum this season. And he's a guy that, if he starts, he will put up numbers that are valuable for 12-team leagues. We know that. Um, they won't be top 50, really, anything like that. Maybe top 100. And he is the most likely player to be traded. I do not see what team out there is trading for Dennis Schroeder in order to give him 30 minutes a night. I don't think that team exists. So while he is a popular guy to hold on to, popular guy to stash because we've seen when he plays 30, the minutes he puts up, I don't really see the team that is trading for him to get that. Maybe it's the Clippers. Does he play 30 over Jackson, Bledsoe, Coffey, Canard, Mann, Batum? Does he get 30 in that mix of players? I don't know. Like, where, where does he go that he actually says well, he is the new starting point guard and establishes himself with big minutes? The Knicks? They send back Kemba Walker? Maybe. We're a week out. So, like, any stash, stash decision at this point is really not wrong. Like, you might lose value for a week. I don't mind doing it now. Like, doing it three weeks in advance is rough. Doing it now, not a problem. I just don't really see it. With, if he goes and they don't bring someone back into that spot, yeah, Peyton Pritchard probably has to get 18 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night. And then when Marcus Smart gets hurt, he pushes up into more minutes. And that does help him become, yeah, maybe a stream option. So he'd be someone to watch. But we're not yeah, stashing Pey Peyton Pritchard. We're mentally stashing, I guess, versus stashing in-app. Just maybe remembering that guy there. Um, the Brooklyn Nets. Most likely to be traded is Paul Millsap because we've heard that he's the most likely to be traded. I don't really know who else they would be moving on from if it wasn't Millsap. They probably do have to make upgrades on this team. Um, yeah, do, do they trade Joe Harris? I doubt it. But he, he's injured. Like He's not coming back before the All-Star break. Do they swing a big trade with Kyrie or James Harden? Almost definitely no. But you can't rule this stuff out. Um. Millsap is not playing anyway, so you know that's not really opening much up. I've said the best stash option here is Nicky Claxton, just because he's not actually providing value at the moment. Like he, he's not a twelve-team league player at the moment. He's not actually remotely close to it at the moment. I guess he's a guy that you hold. You see what happens. Updates on Aldridge. You see if he ramps back up to twenty-six minutes, and then he has twelve-team value because he's not. He's not anywhere near it now. And you are just holding, waiting to see what develops with his minutes or with other players in the rotation and their minutes as well. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football continues right through to the big game in just under a week or so. Well, not under a week, a little bit over a week. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, podcasts, BetOnline, my guys, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time real updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts.
We're talking trade deadline, so I've got to remind you, the trade deadline show, Locked On NBA. That is not this YouTube channel. This is the Locked On Fantasy Basketball YouTube channel. There is a Locked On NBA channel. So just go and type in Locked On NBA. That is where the live show will happen. Thursday, February the 10th at 2 p.m., we are going live. We're going all the way through to 4 p.m., so that's one hour post-deadline, talking all the moves that happen, everything that doesn't happen, the real-life impacts, the fantasy impacts as well. Kim Becker, John Corrales, and myself are going to be breaking down all of the action from the NBA trade deadline. So head to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, and we'll go live, and we'll chat about it there. Guys, let's move on to the next team. The Charlotte Hornets. I think they do need to make an upgrade at center. Now, I think most likely to be traded is PJ Washington because he has the most value. I could also throw Mason Plumley in that mix, but I think they need to upgrade at center. Washington's still young enough that there's a little bit more interest, maybe get a little bit more back in a deal there. So I think he's most likely to be traded. There is a chance that Washington could really solidify himself as a 12-team league guy, depending on where he ends up. So he'd be a name to watch. Your stash option there is probably Jalen McDaniels in case they make a move where, say, it's Oubre and Washington go together or, yeah, they trade Washington for a draft pick and McDaniels has to play like a 25-minute-a-night role playing at the four and playing a little bit at backup center, small ball five. Yeah, JT Thor could come in the mix there if they think he's ready. I don't think he is. Nick Richards assumes the backup mantle there as well. You could say Mason Plumley's a stash because if Washington's traded... He might play 27 a night, and that actually pushes him into 12-team discussions. Um, but more than likely not, the best Hornets guy addition post-deadline might be the guy who ended up getting traded there as, as a center. Although that probably is someone like maybe a Rashawn Holmes or a Miles Turner. That'd be the guys that they're in on, and we know they're already rostered. The Chicago Bulls. I don't think they're going to be making too many aggressive moves, to be honest. I think the most likely to be traded is Kobe White. Um... Probably less so now that there's no Caruso and Lonzo Ball. But with Caruso, Lonzo Ball, and Dasunmu, and Levine, and DeRozan, and all those guys there, um, there just wasn't a real role for him. And he's still young enough as a third-year player that he maybe has some currency in a trade. But now he's like a 14-team league player, 12-team league sort of guy. And I think if they are going to make a move, he's going to be a part of it. Um, you could throw Pat Williams in that mix as well, though they seem to love him there. So maybe he's not as likely to be moved. A stash option on that team, maybe Javante Green, just as he could push. It's not really a trade thing, but if he starts to push towards 30 minutes a night with Caruso, Ball, and uh, Jones out, then there might be fringe 12-team value, probably more 14-team value for Javante. But as the, we'll see as the minutes ramp up, you might want to hold and see, especially if you are looking for a defensive stat sort of a player, a Matisse Thibel with a little bit more offensive upside, a Chumura Kiki with a little bit more minutes upside worse than those two guys, of course, but just a little bit extra that he can provide, he might be the option there for you. For the Cavs, I think the most likely to be traded is Ravishing Rick Rubio. I know he's not playing this season, but it's more just about they need help and they might dump a pick, a couple of picks to get someone in using Rubio's salary. They need backcourt assistance badly. Rondo's not the answer. Lamar Stevens isn't the answer. Brandon Goodwin's not the answer. So I think Rubio is probably the most likely to be dealt there. The stash guy there is the Discman, C.D. Arsman. Not that I think that he's particularly good, but there's obviously a gap there for a ball handler, a guard, a wing. He has not played well enough to really grab hold of that role yet. 
And that obviously has led to up and down performances. But he can play 30 minutes. He had 12 assists last game. He can score 20 points. He can't do it regularly enough to be exciting for us. But if he finds a regular groove, you know, the Dean Wade minutes, the Lamar Stevens minutes, the Rajon Rondo minutes, they become superfluous because Osman is better than those guys when everything's firing. So he's a little bit of a, again, stash maybe for the deadline, but just stash to see if he can actually start to develop into a consistent player. I have my doubts, but maybe he can. Detroit Pistons. Most likely to be traded, in my mind, is Jeremy Grant. I don't know what he's doing there on that team. I know he wants to be there. The reason I'm skeptical of him being traded is that he chose to be there because he wants to play for a black head coach. He wants to play for a black GM, and he wants to be the man on a shit team. And check to all of those things. I don't think he's particularly good for the development or future of that team, but he's there. If they were smart, they would look to move him. While there is value in his um, contract and him as a player to bring more guys in, but do they want to not burn the bridge? It's not the right thing. Um, do they want to you know, do that for a guy who's made clear that he wants to be the number one man here and wants to play for these guys and this franchise when they have a hard time attracting free agents at times? Do they want to do that? That's, I guess, the conundrum, and that's why I'm a little doubtful. I think basketball sense, they, they 100% should do it. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that if I was running the Pistons, I would be moving on from him. Um, human emotions and connections and relationships aside, I'll see you later. But that's not how anything works in the real world. There's so much more that has to go into it. So that's why I'm a little bit skeptical. If he is moved, that really fires up Kelly Olenek to me because I, I think they would possibly... They, would they start Olenek or would they start Diallo? I think they would, if they didn't start Olenek, it would still give him a big boost because he would play a lot of those minutes at the four. He gets those minutes at the five. 25 minutes is all he needs. And if he gets 25 minutes, I, th I think that the ability to get 25 minutes for him is really, really much easier if Grant is out of the picture. I, I don't, again, I don't expect it to happen, but I think Olenek should be grabbed anyway. And you can say Olenek slash Trey Lyles here, who would be a bit of a nice stash option if Grant is gone as well. I think they would do. They would benefit from moving on from a lot of guys. Rodney Magruder, Corey Joseph, yeah, opening up Saban Lee and Killian Hayes. But yeah, I'm not really convinced that that's going to happen either. The Indiana Pacers. This is where I think we're going to get a lot of action. Most likely to be traded, Miles Turner. But it could be Demontis Sabonis. It could be Karis LeVert. It cannot be Malcolm Brogdon. It, he cannot be traded. He signed a contract extension during the season or at the start of the season. He cannot be traded. So it's you know, Turner, Sabonis, Levert. Um, the stash options, the guy that's providing value at the moment, it's Isaiah Jackson. He's probably the best one out there. But again, remember, we don't know what's going to happen. Is there any chance of him providing value when Sabonis plays? Because we haven't really seen them play together. We haven't seen Jackson do anything outside of that one game where Goga, Turner, Sabonis, and Brissett were all out. Should he be ahead of Brissett? Yes. Should he be ahead of Goga? Debatable. If people have written off Goga, who's 22 years of age, by the way. Um, not like he's a washed-up player, who had a couple of really good starts as well, and they have clearly prioritized Goga over Isaiah Jackson with these Sabonis absences. Whether that's what they do moving forward, I don't know. But if we're just going on what's happened in the past, Goga has clearly been the priority. Clearly. Without any doubt at all. But Jackson probably does have a little bit more fantasy-friendly of a game. 
better better shooter, still good shot blocker, a bit more higher usage ramp up guy, and he is two years younger, and that is important. Goga's not old, but Jackson's 20. I, I just, and part of the issue with the Sabonis-Turner pairing is playing two centers together. So would you trade Miles Turner so you can start two centers together again? That's where I have some skepticism. Does it require both a Turner and Sabonis trade for him to be that stash guy that pays off? I fear that might be the case. But in terms of high upside stash guys, he is that guy who can be a top 70, top 60 player. And we've got a week to find out. So, you know, it's, 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 worth, it's worth holding in a lot of cases. The Miami Heat. I think the most likely to be traded here is Duncan Robinson. He's been disappointing this season. No doubt about that whatsoever. And th- th- we hear this in the offseason. Now, I was I pushed back on the Robinson contract. I didn't like it. I thought it was too long, too much money. And that's my in- initial reaction. And the, always the pushback is, well, Josh, shooting. You always need shooting. And that's true. But that's also that was the same rationale behind the Davis Bertans contract. Or maybe even the Joe Harris contract. Or the Tim Hardaway contract. And they all look bad. None of those contracts are particularly good. And while shooting is important, do one other thing, something else. And Robinson's really and and, the, and this is we talk about that from a fantasy perspective. Is you, if you're a forty four percent three point shooter and you go to thirty eight, it's still great, but it's such a big drop off. And if you go from being the elite best of the best shooter to being just an average run of the mill very good shooter. Are you worth that money? And that's what's happened to Robinson this year. And then all of the other things that remained really, really troublesome get amplified. I think he's you know, most likely to be traded because they've got capable replacements. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, could probably just step in and do exactly what Robinson does and actually do it with an ability to dribble and handle the ball a little bit more. Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, these guys can fill in there. So I don't mind stashing Struess in case Robinson's doubt. Now, if Robinson's doubt, they would probably be getting players back that could help. A, a front court option, a four or five maybe. But they could also bring back another guard and that just handicaps Struce. They could also just bring in Victor Oladipo into that role and yeah, still handicap Struce. I could make an argument that Struce might be more valuable at this point than Oladipo is. So it's not a guarantee at all, but that's sort of how I see that one going. But what I also see going is you not going to a local chain auto parts store. Because why would you? It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your money. It's a waste of your valuable common sense. Because go to one of those stores, you got to pay more money. you got to stand in a queue. you got to talk to a bloke who's going to ask you condescending and intimidating questions. Nobody wants that. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend up to 50, 100% more for the same parts? Absolutely ludicrous. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's go to the Bucks. Most likely to be traded? I think it's DiVincenzo. Mainly because I think he has more value around the league than a Connaughton or a Grayson Allen or a George Hill. It's not going to be Middleton or Holiday or Giannis or Portis. It's not going to be any of those guys. But I think Dante could be moved to get some help in that front court. Their backup center position is literally vacant. There is nobody there. And Brooke Lopez might come back. Who knows when? 
but they don't have any centers or power forwards. You know, Shemi Ojale is not cutting it. Sandro Mamakalashvili is not cutting it. Thanasis Antetokounmpo is not cutting it. So while they have depth at guard, DiVincenzo probably has the most value here. They could use him to move on, and that would boost Grayson Allen's value. He'd go from a 25-minute-a-night player to a 30-minute-a-night player, pushing back to 12-team. At the moment, with George Hill out, he's got some value, so he's worth holding on to. I don't think this is likely that DiVincenzo's moved, but if they are going to upgrade that front court, he's probably the most likely chip that moves on there. The New York Knicks is a tough one. Who should be traded? Kemba, Fournier, Randall, Robinson, Noel, Alec Burks. Alec Burke. Like, there's so many options that could be dealt on this team. I think most likely to be traded is Burks. He can slot into a playoff rotation on another team, play his 18 minutes a night, be a scorer, ball handler, hopefully shoot a little bit better. But it could be Kemba, it could be Fournier really easily, who they move on from. I think the guy you want to look to stash, and not that he's got the greatest fantasy profile, but yeah, Quentin Grimes. I could throw Cam Reddish in there. I could throw Emmanuel quickly in there. But the defensive capabilities of Grimes probably puts him in Thibodeau's good graces a little bit more. And probably the, he's already playing 22 a night. Look, the path for him to get to 30 is probably easier than quickly and probably easier than Reddish at this stage. But that Grimes or Reddish could easily be that stash option. But they need to clear out names there for them to be um, useful enough for fantasy. The Orlando Magic. Most likely to be traded. Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba. Has to be those three. I don't know who else it would be. Has to be those three. I think Gary Harris probably has more value around the league as a wing defender shooter. Good, good veteran player. More so than Terrence Ross, who's got the reputation of a good shooter, but isn't necessarily a good shooter and then doesn't offer the deep. And not that Harris is a good shooter because he's had ups and downs for sure, but he's at least a good defender. Um, so I'd say Harris is probably more likely. In moving on from those guys, maybe Bumba, maybe Harris, maybe Ross, it's going to open up some minutes. Now, some of those minutes, maybe theoretically, could be for Markel Fultz or it could be for Yokai Jonathan Isaac if he ever returns. But if Bumba goes, Schumer's probably going to play 30 minutes. Assuming Isaac is just a figment of our imagination. Schumer's numbers at the moment are through the roof defensively. I don't think that per minute value can really stick, but he does have some, some value right now and to stash to see through what happens with Bumba and with these other wing players. The Sixers. Really tough one, of course. Who's most likely to be traded? Ben Simmons. Do I think Ben Simmons is getting traded? No, I don't. I don't really see who else they'd be moving, though. Maybe it's George Niang. Maybe it's Furkan Korkmaz if they don't move on from um, Simmons. Maybe they're packaging some of their young guys, Isaiah Joe, Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey, Paul Reed, to get some other rotation players in to help. Maybe Shake Milton can garner something on the market. But the most likely still has to be Simmons, even though I don't think it's going to happen. And if you want to stash someone, it's Simmons. Because, of course, he's... He, we talked about Isaiah Jackson. But if Simmons is traded then he is the best player that gets traded and he, most likely, he is the best player that gets traded with the best fantasy value. So, yeah, if he's on your wire, you add him now, you add him for the week and uh, you see what happens. All right, so let's look at the Raptors. Most likely to be traded, this is a tough one. It might be Gary Trent if a big piece comes available. Um, like they're upgrading at center, Miles Turner, DeMontis Sabonis. Maybe Trent would be that option. I think more than likely it's someone like a Chris Boucher just to try and upgrade some bench depth, get him and his deal and split it into a couple of rotational pieces that Nurse can use so he doesn't have to play everyone 50 minutes a night. Um, 
I don't think Boucher moves to a situation where he's playing 25 a night and becomes this great option. I just think he sort of is who he is at this point. The stash option, I don't, there's no one on this roster that I go, wow, can't wait for this to happen for minutes to open up. Because if they were good enough, they'd be getting minutes already. And that's just not happening. So it's just going to be, if a center comes in, that's going to be the guy that you look to add. You know, depending on who, you know, who it is, there might be an opportunity to take minutes from Mature, from Birch, from Boucher, if he stays, who knows. I think in general, there's just not much happening there. The next team though, and the last team, is a lot different. That's the Wizards. I think they have to make a trade at center. If I was them, I'd be trading Bradley Beal, but they won't do that. They can trade Spencer Dinwiddie. I'd look to trade Rui Hachimura. I'd be doing a lot of things if I was the Wizards. But I think the most likely to be dealt is the table, Montrez Harrell. The three-center thing can't continue. They're not playing their best center for some reason. That's Daniel Gafford. Tom Bryant's out now with an ankle injury. I expect that'll miss him, uh, cause him to miss a little bit of time. So maybe that changes their opinion. There's rumors that they're in on DeMontis Sabonis. I think Harrell is the most likely to go. I don't think wherever Harrell goes, he's not going to be a starter. Maybe Again, you could maybe think if he went to Charlotte, there'd be more minutes and more usage. Maybe he, end, he could end up in Sacramento somehow. There are chances for him to improve his value, but I think we sort of know who he is at this point. And the guy to stash is Dan Gafford. Bryant's out. Maybe Bryant or Harrell are dealt. And Gafford goes back to playing 22, 23 minutes a night as a starter. That's, that's my hope. Um, but at least for now, like you're going to get value out of him while Brian is out, theoretically. And maybe that continues post-trade deadline. But there's a lot of things that that team can do. That'll do it for today's show. Did you guys find that useful at all? Again, it's a lot of speculation and my thoughts on stashing are well known. But we're a week away. So you can make some moves to grab some players. These are just things I think might happen. I'm not going to nail even probably 25% of these. Because that's just the nature of trades. And that's why I do tend to be really cautious about reading rumors or reading too much into them or taking any of this stuff at any sort of level of, um, I don't know, truth. So with all that said, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are on YouTube, thumb it up, leave your comments, ring the bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.